No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. Wednesday, to put it plainly, was a sad day for those of us here at ESPN. That's when we found out that our friend and colleague Bob Lee would be retiring. Bob Lee, who's been at ESPN for nearly 40 years. We're happy as well because Bob is leaving on his own terms, in good health, with much to look forward to. So we're not sad for Bob, we're only sad for us. Bob announced his retirement on Twitter Wednesday morning. He wrote, Across 40 years, I've enjoyed a professional journey unimaginable when I joined ESPN on its first weekend of existence in 1979. Each day since has been a unique adventure when I embraced for the challenge and unequaled fun of a job like no other. Now it is time for change. In this segment, we're going to play the retrospective piece that I wrote on the occasion of Bob's retirement this week. We'll also be playing a conversation I had with Bob on Wednesday afternoon. On a personal note, I've been at ESPN since 1993. By the time I got to the network in 1993, Bob Lee was already a legend. He was already one of the most important people at the network and had been for a long time. I've been fortunate over the decades to benefit from his friendship, his wisdom, his professionalism. Now we're going to have to go forward without Bob Lee in our midst, which is going to be difficult. Uh, Bob represented so much here at the network. He stood for so much. He did so much. He is going to be missed, uh, not just by me, but by all of his colleagues, by everyone here at ESPN. A- and he... He was described as the conscience of the network. He was uh, the journalistic heart and soul of the network. Um, he, he was one of those figures here at the network who will certainly uh, deserve a place on its Mount Rushmore if they ever build one. And if they don't, uh, we will know that he deserves that place anyway. Let's look back now at Bob's extraordinary and much laureled career. Hi, I'm Bob Lee, and for the past 16 years, I've been part of something very special here at ESPN called SportsCenter. For nearly 40 years, when things turned serious in the world of sports and beyond, ESPN turned to one man. When the earth shook at the 1989 World Series, Bob Lee was on the scene. My gosh, downtown San Francisco, it's buckled, it's gone. When Pete Rose was banned from baseball for life, Bob Lee was there. Did you uh, bet on baseball? I, I, you ask me that every time I talk, and yeah. uh, you're going to get the same answer today <laughs> as you got that time, and that's no. When bombs went off near the finish line of the Boston Marathon, Bob Lee was in the anchor's chair. All of New England emotionally shares in this moment, torn asunder at 2.50 p.m. by simultaneous explosions on Boylston Street in downtown Boston. Day in, day out. Year after year, it was Lee who was counted upon to report the news, ask the tough questions, project gravitas, whether he was in the studio or on assignment. In places like Russia, Vietnam, Cuba, 
South Africa, and Brazil. As the host of Outside the Lines from its inception in 1990, Lee imbued the show with his own journalistic values and temperament. How difficult a decision was it for you to come public? With Lee at the helm, OTL's been for three decades a bastion of impactful reporting and commentary and the recipient of the industry's most prestigious awards. Which is not to say that Lee couldn't be playful and funny. Over here. Hello. <laughs> he was. As one of the mainstays of the Sports Center desk in the 1980s and 90s. <laughs> you punch, we gotta do it again. Hamming it up in Sports Center commercials. The sweet science, bring it on. Hosting coverage of big events, including his favorite, the World Cup. I don't know if we've ever seen anything like it in sports, considering, as we said at the top, where this was played, what the stakes were, who the participants were. Lee's versatility, his ability to do everything well, was always evident. From interviewing presidents to making sense of the unfathomable. Sports is an afterthought. We fully appreciate that. We know that you do as well. In the early freewheeling days of ESPN, Lee was called upon to provide play-by-play -play coverage of nearly every sport on the air. Hello and welcome once again to the NCAA Basketball Report. I am Bob Lee. But eventually it became clear that Lee was most valuable at the anchor desk, where he was unflappable, incisive, and adroit. Over the years, as Lee's stature grew, he allowed himself to show more of his personality on the air. For those who say it's, it, it is base canard and unfair that FIFA makes it up as they go along, they are making it up as they go along. And to share more of his opinions. I am losing count in the ways the Ohio State response is both feckless and beyond tone deaf, but I fear that counting has just begun. In the end, if a single word can be used to describe all that Lee contributed, all the ways in which he helped build ESPN, it would simply be integrity. The integrity he brought every day to his duties at the anchor desk. The integrity he insisted upon in the work of Outside the Lines. The integrity that informed his relationships with his colleagues. There has never been an ESPN without Bob Lee. Now, as he walks away, it's clear that there never will be. He will always be part of its history, its fabric, its essence. He will remain a beacon to all who follow, not only here in Bristol, but wherever journalism is practiced, wherever its values matter. I do want to talk about mm -hmm. what has made your career um, as special, as extraordinary as it has been. Why do you think your work has resonated for so long with so many? I don't know. I, 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 I've never put a lot of thought into that. I really haven't. I just think, and we, we, I think I see a need for more and more of this around us in the media landscape. And I, talk, I was given a commencement address this year, again at Seton Hall, and I talked about some of this, um, an objective media. I mean, you look around, that's tough to find now. And that's a shame. And you almost have to train yourself as an educated consumer and citizen to factor in who am I watching and can I trust them or do I have to put the bias filter in, not to say that this particular outlet or person can't give me something good. And that's where we're at. And I've always, I was brought up that way to, you know, if you're going to go into this line of work, and I mean, you were too. I mean, your dad was a titan of this industry. He's in the Hall of Fame. 
um, you play it down the middle. It's a human interest story, but you know nobody should know what you think because our job is to get the answers, put them on the table, follow them up hard and fast, offer opinion, but label it as opinion. And there's not a lot of that out there now. And I'd like it's it, from from the drop with OTL, which began in 1990s episodically, and then became a weekly show in 2000, then became a daily and nightly show in 2003. It's been gratifying when we go into those topics and talk about those things, be it race, be it concussions, be it steroids, be it whatever, and people will sit for nuance. They'll sit for something more than 140 characters. They'll sit for a half hour. Uh, we need to retrain our our synapses to do that now, uh, and it, that's been gratifying. When young people ask you, and they do all the time, how do I do this? How do I do this job? How do I be a journalist? How do I be fair? How do I uh, be objective? How do I apply the lessons that I'm taught in practice? Yeah. What, what do you say to them? I tell you, for people coming into this field now, I, I wish I were them. Um, there are different hurdles to get over, I think, than you and I had when we got into this. I mean, let's face it, we're a lot closer in Asia than, you know, the people we're talking about who are aspiring to come into this You're field. still much older, but... Yeah, I had a point you never fail to point out. <laughs> anyway, well, where ahead. was Go I? Go ahead. Um, but now you can distribute your uh, your work product. The, the number of platforms that are out there, the ability to make a name for yourself... Um, uh, what is the Sunday morning newsletter that our friend Don Van Adam put? The Sunday morning long read. Yeah. And if you, you know, at home, it's worth subscribing to because there's so much good journalism and writing out there that you can make a name for yourself. And some of the best work is being done by some of the youngest people on the continuum of age in our profession. And you hold that up as an example of the people who are aspiring. See, you can do this. There's room for classic. There's also room for commentary. And for point of view, you know, our next Which time. you embrace. Exactly. I love Hunter Thompson. I, I love I love reading, you know, left-wing and right-wing publications. And you go in you, with your eyes wide open. You'll find good stuff, but at least understand it. Don't take it as, as, as gospel. I mean, there are people that saw the movie JFK from Oliver Stone and thought it was historical fact. Hello. No, it wasn't. Look, it... it what you've been doing for so long, no one would compare it to digging ditches, but it could be a grind. You're doing it every day. Yeah. You're coming in. You're giving every ounce of yourself to the job. And I know that uh, over the last nine months, as you've had some time to relax, that's felt good. But, but what are the things you're going to miss about coming in and doing this job? Oh, come on. You know the answer to that. It's the people, without hands down, uh, some of whom I saw today for the first time since late September. Some of whom I've had occasion to, you know, get together. You, of course, prime on that list. Uh, what was it about three weeks ago? We had a nice Italian deal. We certainly did. I think we split it. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't pull out the company credit card. You're not going to mention the pensioner thing again. <laughs> I mean, really. At that point, you were still on the no, payroll. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna miss uh, the people. Uh, and I'm not dying. And everybody, you know, I live long. You know, we'll get together. We'll see. I'll miss the meeting, the creative process. Uh, to the extent you come in at 7 o'clock in the morning on those great days when you don't, you know, you, it's not a worry. What do we put in the show? What do we have, you know, what won't make it in because such a great day? Those days at about 11 o'clock with a 1 o'clock airtime, something happens. And as we would say here, you blow up the show. We got we to gotta change it on the fly or do something quickly or do it, uh, go longer than a half hour. That's when the adrenaline runs. And, and, and not to wish for ill Events in the world, but I, you know, when Muhammad Ali died, you and I worked together till four in the morning. 
uh, the Boston Marathon bombing. We worked together uh, for hours together. And that's when you feel that there is a responsibility on your shoulder to get it right. You don't have to be first to bring perspective, to be accurate, and to keep your point of view out of it because it doesn't matter in a moment like that. Those are the things that will matter. I really miss. You were so close to so many people from the beginning here, right. obviously. Who are the people you're thinking about today? Um, well, people on this show, certainly, uh, who you uh, spend more time with uh, than you do your family. That's important. Uh, and uh, But the people I, I, who I, I reached out to, uh, George Bodenheimer, former president of the uh, network, did me a solid about four or five years ago. He left the company, re- retired. It, I think similar circumstances in that it had not been anticipated. He called me that morning and he gave me about three or four hours head notice because we go back way back to the birth. And last night I reached out to George to give him the similar props. And uh, you know, John Walsh, Steve Anderson, Vince Doria, guys like that who uh, wanted to let know uh, my good friend Sandy Padway edited my statement, which is a former dean of the Columbia University. Uh, Can't get a better one. Yeah, journalism, uh, graduate school of journalism, and a titan at Sports Illustrated. Guys like that, and so many people, though, who um, in just uh, off, look, this is, you know this, this is a team <clears throat> effort. I, I have the easiest job in the world. I sit out here and I front for all of these people. And... Um, you know, they, they make me look good, and they have through the years. Those are the people. And, and as I said in my, the prelude to my statement, too many people to start. If I start naming names, you leave people out, and I will circle back and thank them all. But it, it's uh, if our careers and lives have touched each other, thank you. It means a great deal. You said you're retiring from ESPN. doesn't necessarily mean you're not ever going to work again. What, what are the things that uh, might be next for you? I've been training for an MMA career. <laughs> <laughs> working on that. I think, um, I think we're associated with, with UFC. And I, I see this sitting here, and I'm thinking about oh, yeah. know, a little viniculture would, wouldn't hurt yeah, you. There's a bottle of stag's leap in front of you, and you, you just noticed it. May, may I? Uh, may please I? do, because it's... Uh, I might uh, as well. Yeah. You first. Oh, well, thank you. I haven't even had breakfast. That's far th- more than enough. Thank you. Uh, but uh, I've, I've got some thoughts and some ideas, and certainly education is part of it. Uh, I was raised to believe it's very important. Uh, some people I, in my life who are associated with other schools have even reached out today and you know, offered a chance for me to become involved in some things, and there's my alma mater. That's important. And um, uh, you make decisions like this for the most important things in your life, which are your family and friends. And uh, that's, that's at the front of my temporal lobe right now. Our old friend uh, John Swatsky, who is the interview uh, uh, guru, might not approve of the way I am phrasing this question. But um, with all the things you've achieved, all the things you've done here, all the uh, ways in which you help build this place, uh, one of the foundational people here, what, what are the things you're most proud of? Um, I've often said that the thing that uh, that's not an uncommon question um, and I've reflected on it, and especially in the last week since we told the company that, that – and by the I do want to say, I, let me just parenthetically say, the company has been magnificent through this, through the leave, through my process. Jimmy Pataro is senior team. And I said it in the statement, but it needs to be said on air. Thank you. Uh, the, they were magnificent. Um, but thinking about all of that, I'm proudest of being part of uh, – being in at the ground floor of something that's become an American cultural institution – uh, I don't think you can write the cultural history of the United States for the last 40 or 50 years without being a, a chapter on sports as an entertainment industry. And this 
this entity, which was at just a TV, one TV network to begin with, and it's now a global monolith, without, without talking about it. I'm proudest of that. I'm proudest of uh, Outside the Lines, what we've achieved there. I think we've provoked a lot of thought. Uh, Sports Center, another institution that I was in on the, on the bottom. And uh, the things we did, I think, uh, covering soccer. Um, we promised ourselves that the 2010 World Cup would change our lives in South Africa. And I think it, it, it changed a lot of things. It changed the way this country looked at the sport. And I spent about three months in country, all told. And it, uh, it was very impactful. Well, I just want to say, um, as we prepare to wrap up here, and it seems surreal that this is the last time <laughs> on air. You're on air, on you're air. going to be in this studio, uh, which which we refer to as the house, the studio that Bob built. Um, it's uh, you have been a mentor, you have been a great friend, you have been a tremendous colleague, you have been a role model, and more than that, you have been great company for the last 26 years, uh, wherever we have been around the world, and. We are all going to miss you tremendously. Uh, there is no one who means more to this place, to its DNA, to what it is at the molecular level. And I think as um, many people have expressed today, it is incumbent upon all of us to perpetuate your legacy here, to do uh, the kind of work that we hope will make you proud in the future. Um, that nothing would please me more than continuing to consume, to tune in, to read, and just to see the reaction to uh, great stuff being done here. And uh, if anything I did is a small role going forward, um, that's good stuff. This is sitting here. Oh, yeah. This we should is take killing a me. Cheers. Cheers, sir.